the signal, time will be out of joint. You know who ain't be a saint, but who we love with Dearless? Old H.P. Lovecraft, who has been a significant figure on this podcast of the weird, the eerie, and the hauntological. That, yeah, so, like, one of the things... I mean, we've talked a lot about, like, post-horror. We're going to be talking... Not post-horror, you know, recent horror fiction and horror film and what the recent, like, the last decade saw in the development of that alongside, you know... Um, which has included a a revival of Lovecraft's work, um, which is you know which is weird because I think we mentioned this possibly on um, possibly on the Donnie Darko episode even about I don't know I can't remember when we were discussing Hereditary, but yeah yeah but we were talking about Donnie the fact Darko. that like Lovecraft like so I was talking about I'm talking about the color out of space. But what I meant to say is, you know, like, that's what I'm building up to here. But what I mean to say is, uh, I think it bears remarking, is that he's been such a force in that recent wave of brilliant horror cinema. He's always been, like, this is the first thing that's actually of, you know, of recent years considered, like, classy horror that uh, is actually literally an adaptation of one of his works. But... And it's been, you know, and that's in the year 2019. Uh, but he's been just a background thing in not just so much in horror fiction, because he has always been a horror fiction background thing, because, you know, obviously via links like Stephen King and uh, others. But, um, but like, he's sort of, you know, he was yeah, the driving... In many yeah. ways, Love... In many ways, uh, sorry, Lovecraft himself has become a figure like, you know, um, Abdul Al-Hazrad and his works like the Necronomicon. In fact, they are this sort of dark force behind everything that's come afterwards but not often being directly referred to sort of like there being hints and drips and drabs of where this is all coming from but it's not often actually being specifically named that sort of you know you know um that this is this is the guy this is the guy who invented modern horror um yeah, so we and, saw the um, of space. I guess the best way, yeah, <laughs> but I guess the best way to kind of like build up to this is kind of like, what were your expectations, Sean? Like leading up to that before we um, get onto the film itself. I was expecting something that would, I was expecting a film that was going to be more uh, tonally unified and bleaker mm-hmm. than it was. Um, I was expecting something that was going to be. Honestly, I, was, I think really I was kind of expecting Richard Stanley to do yeah. Mandy. Uh-huh. Um, that was kind of what I was ho- was expecting. What I was kind of hoping because, like, yeah, what, what I mean, you? like, I'm just thinking of like Mandy. Um, that because that's an absurd film. Okay, that is that is, but it's a ridiculous film about like going on a massive like occult mission of revenge through the Pacific Northwestern mountains against zombie, like, biker mutants and stuff, but it somehow managed, even during its, like, most intense, like, absurd scenes, it manages to maintain not only a grittiness, but a certain kind of lucid austerity throughout. So even, like, you know, even though it feels like it's sometimes two films, because it's, like, the first film is just this wonderful psychic trip and, like, slice of life of these people's kind of very, very chill um, and, like, psychically attuned life. Um, I'm not trying to project some sort of, like, 
occult framework directly onto the film Mandy, but I think it's just kind of like there's an ambient aesthetic or a, a feeling of like occultishness about it, and you know, and literally it does go into kind of psychedelic fantasy scenes. But it, yeah, Color Out of Space was not like that. Um, Color Out of Space. <laughs>